Hey Trademark, welcome back to another sermon as we continue to just try to stay connected as best we can uh, through the COVID-19 stuff that's going on. We're so glad that you're tuning in, checking in. Hey, go ahead and make sure you like this video, share this video, put some comments in there, say hello, tell us that you're watching. And don't forget this Friday, we will be having a Zoom Bible study at 1 p.m. At 1 p.m. So do not miss it um, because it's going to be a good one. Um, we are going through our series and we're calling it Playlist. And we're taking secular songs, or at least songs that weren't designed to be used for the glory of God necessarily. Um, we're kind of looking at our modern poets and what they have to say and see if there's some biblical truth in some of their songs, whether they tried to or not, or places where they, they were close, but they just missed the mark. And we've covered a wide variety of songs already, um, but we're going to broaden it a bit further today because this last weekend, the musical Hamilton was made available for your viewing pleasure on Disney+. Plus. Let us know in the comments if you watched it, what you thought of it, all that good stuff. I watched it. I loved it. It was great. I can't wait to see it live. Um, worthy of watching. I mean, ask your parents first, but worthy of watching because it, it was pretty good. Um, and, and so because that just launched this weekend, I was committed to finding a song from this musical this week because I think it's relevant again for uh, what we're going through. And I know you guys got some time during COVID. Um, so here you go. And, and when I went to go pick a song, the truth is there's like 46 songs to choose from, which is a lot. That's like a lot of songs. And beyond that, at least half of them, maybe more, could have been used for the playlist sermon idea. Um, but the song that uh, really held the big idea of the whole musical uh, has to be the song called Satisfied. Satisfied. And it's the consistent theme and the thread of the album and the musical. It's the driving force of Hamilton's decisions. And I, I'm going to try to not give away too many spoilers as we go through this. Um, but, but satisfaction is, and his pursuit of satisfaction is, is the thing that made him great and it's the thing that also ruined him in, in many ways. Uh, but, but before I keep going, you know the drill. Go ahead and pause the sermon right here and go listen to the song, Satisfied. It's on the, uh, the album about Hamilton. It's got like the star on the cover. It's by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So go check that out. And then after you listen to that song, maybe read the lyrics as well. Then come back here and we'll pick up the sermon right where you left off. Go. Okay, um, hopefully you're back now, um, but we're going to get right into it. I'm never satisfied, he says in it. I've never satisfied. Not only is he never satisfied, he says, I've never been satisfied. And you kind of get the idea that he's looking for someone who's also never been satisfied. Uh, satisfaction, we're going to talk about it because we want it, don't we? If we're honest, we want satisfaction. We strive for it, and some of us get consumed by it. Um, and, and some may argue that the pursuit of satisfaction is how you achieve success. That, that your longing to be satisfied is going to drive you to actually be great, to actually succeed in this world. Um, to, the, your relentless pursuit of satisfaction is the driving force needed to be great. So you need to work and work and work until you get enough, which is another theme if you get a chance to listen to the whole album or watch 
the whole uh, production of Hamilton, that, that we want enough. And what is enough? Where are we satisfied? Will we ever get there? Is it even possible to ever be satisfied? And it's a good question. Um, John D. Rockefeller uh, Sr., um, who's a famous oil tycoon and, and maybe one of the richest men to ever live, he was once asked, how much money is enough? It's a good question. How much money is enough? And he replied with, get this, and I know he sounds like a total jerk, but he replied with, just a little more. Just a little more. How much money is enough? Just a little more. Uh, and then when will that be enough? And so we kind of have this idea going on. And again, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but does Hamilton ever get enough? If you watch the production, I guess it depends on how you interpret one of the last songs. It's quiet uptown. And what happened in that song? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, but it's near the end of the musical. Hopefully I've given you enough teasers to go check it out to see if Hamilton ever did get satisfaction. And... Um, and we'll see. But, but today we're going to look into God's word. And I'm thankful for that song because every person in the world wants to know what will make them happy. You want to know that. Your friends want to know that. Your parents want to know that. We are all desperately seeking maybe the person, the place, the thing, the activity that will meet our expectations, our needs, our wants, our goals. What will truly satisfy the desires of our heart. And you can just play this out kind of innocently, maybe as children, right? As children, we thought it might be that bag of potato chips, that, 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 that bag of potato chips that we begged our parents for at the store, or maybe the new bike or the video game or a doll that you wanted for Christmas one year. And we thought that would make us happy. Literally just yesterday, um, Micah was like antsy. He was just like walking around the house. He's super just like, it's like he was irritated or stressed or he had to go to the bathroom. I couldn't quite figure it out. And uh, we're, we're working our way through all the Marvel movies because I didn't think I had seen them all. What I've realized is I think I've seen them all. Um, we're like halfway through and I think I've seen all of them. Um, but I didn't think I had. So super not memorable. Um, not memorable. Anyway, Micah was like super antsy and we were watching Ant-Man and I was like, Micah, what's wrong? Come sit down. Like, I, what, what are you doing? He's like, Dad, I, I just got a lot on my mind. I was like, you got a lot on your mind? You're seven. How can you have a lot on your mind? What are you thinking about? He's like, Dad. It was like four o'clock. He's like, Dad, I just, I really can't get ice cream out of my head. What? <laughs> yeah, Dad, I really want ice cream and I, I don't want to ask you for ice cream because we haven't had dinner yet. But do you think I could have some ice cream? Like, I just want ice cream. And he's like literally pacing the house. And I was like, okay, go have some ice cream, right? But, but as kids, we're, we're looking for something, something so small, maybe like, I just can't, there's just something not right in my life. Like, I can't even settle down until I get this thing. I need some satisfaction. And for Micah, the seven-year-old, it was, it was a Klondike bar. Like, he needed that ice cream. He needed it in his system. And then he got it. And does he remember it today? Probably not. Was he satisfied by it? Maybe for a moment. But then it goes on. What about teenagers? Maybe we, you, you, you seek satisfaction from grades, from accomplishments on an athletic field or, or gym. Maybe it's, it's getting your license or driving a car or maybe it's having a relationship with a significant other, maybe someone cuter, maybe someone stronger, maybe someone who looks more of the part you're looking for in a significant person. But at the end, 
we're really found with discontent even in our relationships. And it doesn't go away if you're like, well, <laughs> at least I'll get through this soon. No, adults have the same problem. What if I get a bigger house? What if I get more children or less children, right? What if I get a better job or what? Like, what do I need to do that'll quench the thirst? What if I update my wardrobe? Uh, I feel like I'm always updating my wardrobe. What if I update my wardrobe? And no matter what we do, whether we're kids, whether we're in middle school, high school, adults, even our senior saints, it's like we cannot find satisfaction. Uh, click quickly today, I want to look at the Bible, obviously, see what it says about satisfaction, and if it's even possible to get. Was Hamilton right? Will we, like him, never really be satisfied? If you check first in Ecclesiastes, and actually if, I'm going to go quickly through Ecclesiastes, so why don't you turn to John chapter 4, John chapter 4. But Ecclesiastes will kind of set us up. Ecclesiastes 1.8 says this, All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is nor the ear filled with hearing. Okay, so our eye's function is to see, and with our eye achieving its function of seeing, it cannot be satisfied with what it sees. Great. Ecclesiastes 4, 6 through 8. Better is a handful of quietness than two hands full of toil and striving after wind. Again, I say vanity under the sun. One person who, who has no other, either son or brother, yet there is no end to all his toil, and his eyes are never satisfied with riches, so that he never asks, for whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and unhappy business. Okay, Ecclesiastes 5.10. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money. Well, that's blunt. Nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. Ecclesiastes 6, 1 through 7. There is some language in this, by the way. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, and it lies heavy on mankind. A man to whom God gives wealth, possessions, and honor, so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires. Yet God does not give him power to enjoy them, but a stranger enjoys them. This is vanity. It is a grievous evil. If a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with life's good things, and he also has no burial, I say, hear this, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. For it comes in vanity and it goes in darkness, and in darkness its name is covered. Moreover, it has not seen the sun or known anything. Yet it finds rest rather than he. Even though he should live a thousand years twice over, yet enjoy no good, do not all go to the, to the one place. All the toil of man is for his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. I could keep going, but, but hear this out because this is important. All the pursuits of this world will not satisfy you. And in that way, Hamilton was right. He would never be satisfied. Because everything he was pursuing and almost everything that, that you are pursuing, that I am pursuing, most of the things that we are pursuing don't even have the capacity to satisfy us. We require too much to be satisfied by worldly things. We require too much to be fulfilled by things that don't even have the capacity to meet that need. We were not made to be satisfied by people 
You were not made to be satisfied by a place you visit, a vacation you go on. You were not made to be satisfied by an accomplishment or, or things that you possess or whatever. You and I, we were not made to be satisfied by these things, by these people. Some of you are in a relationship and the relationship's struggling. Or one day you'll get married and you'll, you'll come into some sort of struggle. Realize that you were not created to be satisfied by a person. You, a person literally cannot satisfy you. A job literally cannot satisfy you. An amount of money cannot satisfy you. Why? Because we were made for eternity. We are made for eternal purposes. God has made us not for ourselves, not even for our own satisfaction. God has made us for Himself. And, and, and that our hearts, our hearts will be restless until we rest in Him. We were made for Him. Only eternal things can satisfy us. Only eternal things can satisfy us, which means only Jesus satisfies only Jesus satisfies. Herman Bavink once wrote, God and God alone is man's highest good. God is the source and sustainer of all good. He and he alone is the abundant fountain of all goods. God satisfies. Jesus Christ satisfies. Our pursuit must be Him if you want to be satisfied. And I think that longing, the longing for satisfaction is a gift from God. And yet, we take that gift and we send it after empty pleasures. We send it after good things that will never fully satisfy us, rather than pursuing Jesus. Rather than pursuing the highest good, the, the fountain of goods, as Bavink says, God himself. See, see the Bible is full of, of glorious promises about satisfaction. A, a few of them. In, in John 6, 34, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Psalm 107.9 For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Psalm 22.26 The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. Psalm 16.11 in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Think about how satisfying God's word says Jesus is. And then in, in John 4, and I just had it, there were so many, I just had to pick one. But if we look at verse 7, in John chapter 4, verse 7, I want you to see what Jesus says about himself. There was a woman from Samaria who came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For the disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is, that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get the living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, 
Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. The story goes on. You can keep reading. But, but Jesus says, there's something so satisfying in him that when you pursue him, when you have a relationship with Jesus, it's like there's a well of satisfaction. There's a living water well within you that's bubbling over. You can be satisfied. Pursuing satisfaction is a good thing, but you will only achieve that. I, maybe I shouldn't even say achieve that. You will only find satisfaction when you rest in Jesus. There's something uniquely and completely satisfying about Jesus Christ. If you want to be satisfied, spend your life pursuing Jesus. Spend your life pursuing Jesus. Hamilton spent his life pursuing a name for himself. He spent his life uh, making a name for, for even immigrants and, and even his story, great. And, and there's so many different things all caught up in, in this story of Hamilton. He spent his life to make a name for himself and, and to make a government, even, even a good thing to establish a, a bank and, and to help establish the government that you and I now rest in, to establish all that. These are good things, things that he had ambitions to leave stuff behind for his kids and, and for orphans and all kinds of things. And those are good things, and yet if those are your only pursuit, you will never be satisfied, even good things. But there's something uniquely and completely satisfying about Jesus, and so we have to pursue satisfaction in Him and Him alone. We pursue satisfaction in Jesus by being satisfied in His Word, by being satisfied in, in, in this book that He gives us, that, that you need to be spending time in the Bible, you need to be studying it and learning from it and finding satisfaction in that truth. We find satisfaction in living for His glory and not our own. Making His name great, not our name. Making His purposes known to, to the world, not our own purposes. His agenda, not our agenda. For His glory. We, we, we find satisfaction in Him when we know and love His truth. When we know and love His standard and we live according to His ways. That is satisfying. We find satisfaction when our work is God's work. Not that everyone needs to be a pastor or a missionary, although many of you should pray about that. But there's something God-glorifying when you dedicate your work to the Lord. When you dedicate your work to the Lord, in one of the songs at the end when Hamilton is just at the end of his rope in many ways, he, uh, he, there's this line where he says, I walk the kids to church on Sunday and I pray. And that never used to happen before. I never used to be someone who prayed, is what he's saying. So his work, he wasn't dedicating his work to the Lord. And his work would not satisfy him. You can have a great job. You can have a mediocre job. You can have whatever job. But that job must be for the Lord, for his glory, for his purposes, and not your own. Satisfaction is available, but it's only found in Jesus Christ. So pursue the better pleasure of knowing Jesus and reject all others. And that would be enough. 
that would be enough. If you had Jesus and rejected everything else, that would be enough. Adam says it all the time, Jesus, you are better than anything in this world. That would be enough to have Jesus. He is the only one who satisfies. And when you have Jesus, I believe you'll begin to realize how satisfying life is. You'll be fulfilled in your relationships with your friends and your family and your significant others. You'll be fulfilled in your work. You'll be fulfilled in how you spend your time. You'll be fulfilled in how much money is in your bank account. You'll be fulfilled by your grades and your athletic accomplishments because you have the highest good. You have Jesus. You have the greatest pleasure. So where do we go from here? You need to hear this and know this. It is your God-given, Bible-mandated duty at every moment of your life to strive to be more satisfied in God as your supreme treasure than you are in anything else in the universe. This is your pursuit. And that is your pursuit until one day you are fully satisfied with Him as you rest with Him for all of eternity. Pursue Jesus with everything you've got. Pursue satisfaction that only He can give. And one day you'll be fully satisfied as you spend eternity with your Heavenly Father forever. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for Trademark. Lord, I thank you for their commitment to you, especially in this challenging season. There's so many questions and even the thoughts of schools opening or not opening and jobs and all these things. Lord, I pray that you would give them peace. I pray that they would realize as the world begins to kind of pull everything that that we think might satisfy away from us, or that we would realize that satisfaction, true satisfaction, is only found in you. And, And may we realize it is our duty, it is our joy to pursue you, to be satisfied in you. You are the highest treasure. And Lord, if we have you, we can indeed be fully satisfied. In Jesus' name, amen.